high short kick that is going to come up and bounce at the 20. Rutgers has a chance to recover it, and they do! What a play by the Scarlet Knights! Get it to Harper with three, with two, with one. Harper for the win! Got it! On and 10 at the 21. Wimson hands it off. It's Manunga getting to the corner left. 20, 15, catching to 10. Manunga down near the goal line. He is in! Touchdown, Rutgers! Now with six. Baker making his move with five. Step back three for the lead. All right, Rutgers basketball survives, outlasts Nebraska, 87-82 in overtime on Wednesday night. It was a marathon game, uh, almost three hours. Coming to you pretty shortly after with my rapid reaction, I'm Aaron Brightman, Scarlet Faithful Podcast. What a satisfying victory. One of the more improbable Wins that I can remember. Uh, obviously, I'm a mess right now in my head. But, you know, Rutgers trailed by double digits in both halves uh, when they were down uh, 11 with about seven minutes to go. Definitely did not feel good. Um, and, you know, the way this season has gone, it felt like the game was slipping away. Rutgers had shot really well from three at that point but nebraska still had had shot pretty well also and it's just the second game this season nebraska's made at least eight threes in the game and lost um we'll get into a few of those reasons you know rutgers certainly uh and when i say they outlasted nebraska i mean it was it was a game of attrition um between foul trouble uh you know nebraska lost very late they lost mass um to uh, he fouled out in overtime you know, Jawan Gary left the game injured. Uh, hopefully he's not too injured, uh, seriously injured. Didn't look great, uh, but he's been a warrior for them. And then also uh, in overtime, I, I think it was overtime. It had to be overtime. Uh, you know, Wilcher left. Uh, looked like he was cramping. But, you know, Nebraska was just – it was such a physical game. And Rutgers kept coming. And that was what was so encouraging is there were opportunities in this game for Rutgers to pack it in. Um, they had played relatively well in, in certain areas, and Nebraska was still had the game in hand. You know, Rutgers were shooting themselves in the foot from the free throw line. Uh, they were, you know, missing layups, missing shots inside. They, they, there were some questionable no calls in terms of foul calls that Rutgers wasn't getting. Um, it was a frustrating game, and – they kept battling, uh, you know, a rare technical foul for Peichel. Uh, I, I was had mixed emotions about it because I felt like, you know, at the time it had a chance to, to kind of blow up in their faces. They were only down three. Uh, Tomaninga, uh, Tominaga uh, makes both free throws, gets the ball. Um, Rutgers fell behind. I believe they got it was down to nine at that point. Uh, so you felt like, oh, boy, were they that close and they can't get that close again. But at the same time, I think – it really sent a message to his team. Uh, Peichel never does that. It's just the second technical ever at Rutgers. Um, you know, and 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 uh, Kelly fight for the ref is pretty good, but he made a point. He, like, Peichel knew what he was doing. He followed him up and down the court. He was trying to get a technical. He was trying to send a message to his team, and it it, it worked. It worked. And the starting five, you know, they, they really showed a lot of guts in this game. Uh, let's start with Derek Simpson. I thought that he uh, made some excellent decisions down the stretch. 
you know, and everything I talked about two days ago about how this offense needs to to improve, the biggest void was a lack of presence at point guard. And Derek Simpson's uh, development, you know, into a uh, distributor, that has been a key issue this season. And that was the hope. That was the goal. And that's what this team has really needed. And it hadn't really happened much up until tonight when it happened. Uh, Derek Simpson was the guy. Eight assists, one turnover. Uh, you know, he struggled against shooting the ball. He's not an accurate shooter. <laughs> he was 3 of 13, but he had 2 of 6 from 3. He made his free throws down the stretch, 6 to 7. He had 8 rebounds. Uh you know, and those eight assists, he just he created offense for his teammates. He made some big, uh, big plays. Uh, I thought he kept them together. He was a vocal leader. Um, he's just the second Rutgers player since 2010. Uh, the other being Corey Sanders, at least 12 points, eight assists, eight rebounds in a game. Uh, but he just, I really hope this was a coming of age performance tonight because it looked like it could be. He looked like something clicked. Uh, he 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 got it. He just he was the guy they needed and have needed all season tonight. And listen, he's only a sophomore. He's going to be a little inconsistent. But if he can show the presence of mind that he played with tonight, if he could show the courage and the fight that he played with, the spirit that he played with, uh, and the way he kept Rutgers together, um, this team's going to be better. They're just going to be better if he can do that. Mag. He's really emerging now. Fit five games now. He's averaging over 15 points a game. He had 16 tonight. He um, He's fearless. He made some great defensive plays. Um, Rutgers held Nebraska to no field goals over the last 10 minutes of regulation. That I mean, that's insane. Yes, it wouldn't have gone into overtime if they would have made more free throws. We can get to that in a minute. But Mag was a warrior, as always. But, you know, his efficiency on the offensive end is really coming along. He was seven to 14 from the floor. Uh, he had 16 points, five rebounds. Uh, like I said, defensively, he was all over the place. I want to see if he had uh, any other uh, stats of, of note. Um, also going back to Derek, he was plus 17 and the, and the plus minus tonight tops on the team. Mag was plus 12, which was uh, third best. He also had two steals and a block. Um, Austin Williams had the second best plus minus at 15. Uh, he had 11 points on five of 11 shooting. He had six rebounds. Uh, he had two assists, a steal. He was 0 of six from the foul line. He missed four free throws in the beginning. Um, but I thought the key play of the game was 76, 74 early in overtime and, uh, uh Simpson found Hyatt. Hyatt made the extra pass across the court to a wide-open Austin Williams who buried the three and gave Rutgers a 79-74. That, that was the play. And that was the play that it was like Rutgers figured it out. They figured out what they had to do on offense. And you felt that as the game was going on, that they were they were playing much more uh, together with purpose. You know, there, there's been too much of, and I talked about this the other day, it's not hero ball, it's not being selfish, but it's like, they're being impatient, and they're they're trying to make plus plays, but they're not being patient enough, and they're trying to do it too much on their own and not with their own teammates. And tonight you saw them click with them working together. 
working together, breaking down Nebraska defensively. I mean, the shooting performance from three for Rutgers is kind of crazy. They were 11 of 29. Uh, it's 37.9%. Uh, 11 threes is the second most, I believe, since uh, Seton Hall. Uh, you had Simpson was two of six. Mag just one of five. Uh, Hyatt was four of 11. Um, Austin Williams, one of two, that massive three. Noah Fernandes, one of two. Noah had two huge free throws down the stretch, subbed in, came through, took a hit on the foul. So, again, guys came through when he needed them. And Noah, he, he had limited minutes tonight. He's playing a lesser role right now with Austin Williams in the starting job. But, you know, for Noah to come through like that down the stretch, that's huge for this team. Uh, then you also had, uh, let's see, Palmquist was 0 for 1. And then Gavin Griffiths, 2 for 2, 7 minutes, 6 points. That's what you need from him. He's not going to play 20 minutes a game right now. His defense isn't there. He's not strong enough. But if he can hit some a couple shots here and there and provide some instant offense off the bench, his team's gonna be better. Uh he, you know, he still was a little awkward and a little like off balance. Uh he's still trying a little bit too hard. But again, he hit two big threes. That showed up big time at the end of the game. Uh Rutgers overall, just 38.5% from the floor. They were over a point possession, almost 1.1 points per possession, which is you know, for them, pretty good. Uh Nebraska, on the other hand, I mean, they held Nebraska 38% shooting as well. They were 13 of 35 from three, so 37 points uh, percent. But, uh, you know, to, to have to take 35 threes to make 13 for Nebraska, that's that's good defense from Rutgers. They were shooting over 38% from three in this uh, coming into the game. Uh, you know, free throws, yes. You know, I'll keep getting messages. Yes, Rutgers is not a good free throw shooting team. Uh, but they have three guys that can really hit free throws. Noah Fernandes, Derek Simpson, Andre Hyatt. Tonight from the line, they were a combined 9 for 11, uh, 11 for 13. 11 for 13. Those guys can make free throws. Those guys got to get to the foul line more. But down the stretch, they're a weapon. And they came through in a big way. 11 to 13 for them. And the rest of the team was 5 of 17. Um, you know, uh, Matt was 1 of 2. Austin Williams, 0 of 6. Uh Wolf was two of two, good for him. Cliff really struggled two of seven. I mean, that's the way it's going to be. Listen, Cliff is going to struggle from from the foul line. Uh, Wolf is going to be up and down. Austin Williams just about a 65 percent shooter. Um, you know, Davis and Griffiths have struggled, didn't get to the line tonight. But you know, overall, it, it's it's not a great shooting team. But you have three very good free throw shooters. Mag is is okay. You know, he's one of two tonight, but he's he hovers around a seventy percent. Um, it is what it is. This team is not going to become a 75% free throw shooting team unless those three guys get to the line constantly. Uh, but they did down the stretch, and that is such a key for this team. In overtime, you saw it. When they had to get the ball in bounds, you had three legitimate options to get to the foul line to ice the game, and they did it. They did it. And, and, and that is, that, that's going to show up in close games. And honestly, it's, it's, it's a weapon that Rutgers hasn't had that deep of, of in terms of guys that were knocked down Pretty close to automatic free throw shooters down the stretch. Even with Geo and Ron and all the big free throws they made in the, over over the years, uh, they they never shot much more than 75 percent. I mean, Caleb was seventy five percent. You know, he had some misses at times. I mean, these guys so far have made some big free throws down the stretch this season. Um, but it was really one at the glass. I mean, at the end of the day, Rutgers wanted this game more, and they truly outlasted and 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 survived this game. 56 rebounds, the most ever in a Big Ten game. 
for for Rutgers. Uh, they had 25 offensive rebounds, which is insane. Uh, and they had uh, uh, an advantage 20 to 11 in second chance points. 20 second chance points on 25 offensive rebounds is not enough. But, I mean, they just dominated. And, and Cliff, hats off to Cliff down the stretch. Dominated Mass down low, down the stretch. He really, listen, Cliff struggled. He forced things. It was it's so obvious like when Cliff doesn't have to think and 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 doesn't have to like make a basketball play in terms of a post move and he just has to react and use his athleticism and use his strength and out muscle and out out will other players he's dominant and that's what we saw down the stretch he was getting he was grabbing offensive rebounds he was dunking it that no call by or that that foul call uh, on the body on Simpson that took away Cliff's dunk. That was terrible. Um, so Cliff would have had another bucket there. Derek would have had another assist. But, um, you know, Cliff really stepped up at the end and gave them the energy and the presence down low that they desperately needed. He had 14 points, 15 rebounds, four blocks. Uh, everybody came through that had to come through. Hyatt, you know, he, he led them with 17 points. Again, just five of 15 shooting, but he took some big shots. He... He's got real guts, and he's a guy that's willing to take big shots when you need him. He didn't make them all, but four of eleven. He 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 was hunting threes tonight, and they needed that. And I think it helped with the mentality of the team, the way he was aggressive. Even though he you know, listen, four of eleven, you'll take that. Thirty six percent. That's what he's shooting for the season. You'll take that. Uh, he was three or four from the line. He had four rebounds, two assists. Um, you know, I, he he definitely was a, was a plus in this game. All five starters, double digits, all five starters came through. I mean, they had five guys, six guys with at least four rebounds. Wolf had four rebounds off the bench. They had four players with at least two assists. Um, you know, everyone contributed in this game. That, that it was a factor. Um, you know, and Fernandez and Griffiths and Wolf gave them good, good minutes off the bench tonight. So it was a team win. It was a team effort. It was gritty. Uh, it was really a must-win situation because now you have you're at Illinois on Sunday. You host Purdue next week. You didn't want to go to one and seven in the league. You're now two and four. You know, it's a bit of a, a pile up there at the bottom. Uh, just looking at Ken Palm real quick. Uh, but as I've said, as I've harped on, they, this, this uh, if they can get through these next two games, there are a lot of winnable games on the schedule. And this was a game I thought tonight that showed that this team is still fully bought in and they haven't given up and they are all in and they can build from this game. They, 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 Saw, listen, they're not going to be a 50% shooting team, but if they could play offense the way they played offense tonight, they're going to be better. And listen, they're not going to hit 11 threes every night, but their shot selection, the way they shared the basketball, making that extra pass again, Hyatt to Williams to nail that three, that extra pass to me, that was just that, that was the play. That was the play that they haven't been making that base that, that really was kind of the, the, the key basket in overtime. Um, in addition, let's see. Uh, is the win in yet? Yeah. So they're uh, so Nebraska is their their best win of the season in terms of Ken Palm. Nebraska was 49, now fell to 50th. Seton Hall is at 52nd right now. Indiana's 94th. Uh, so their best win in terms of that regard. Uh, and then uh, Rutgers is eighth now, defensive efficiency. Just in the Big Ten. So there are four teams with, with two and four. They're tied with Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State. Um, you know, and then there's, uh, another one, two, three, four, five teams with three wins. 
So the league's wide open. The league's wide open. And Rutgers, this win, first of all, this win prevents, a, a you know, an absolute – it's just the pressure of not having to win in a long time. But also, this is the type of win that adds up over time. You know, and once you get through Illinois and Purdue, um, you know, you have Michigan twice. You have Maryland twice. You have Minnesota. You have Penn State. Um, you know, you have Wisconsin, but at home. You have Northwestern at home. You have winnable games. Uh, th this is the kind of – they needed this win so badly tonight. We all needed this win badly tonight. The crowd was awesome. Uh, and for those that were commenting to me that the crowd didn't sound loud, they, 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 they reduced the noise on TV for the broadcast, you know, and there were times where you could hear the difference where it kind of escaped that reduction and you could hear the true volume of the crowd. I mean, the students were back hey, the crowd was great. Um, it was just great to see Rutgers, especially after last year, losing Nebraska, you know, Nebraska is a good team. They're a good team. They're a middle of the pack, big 10 team. That's going to be in, in the NCAA tournament chase. Um, they did a pretty good job on Tominaga tonight. Uh, Tominaga, excuse me. Uh, he finished with, he was hot early. He finished with 16 points, just 5 of 14 shooting. Was 4 of 8 from 3. Bryce Williams is 4 of 8 from 3. The rest of Nebraska, besides those two guys, they were just 5 of 19 from 3. So that was really good. Uh, they did a much better job of closing out. Hoiberg killed him in overtime with two threes, but they survived it. Um you know, it was just a really good uh, in terms of turnovers, 13 turnovers for both teams, I think. Yeah, uh, Rutgers had a 17-16 edge there in points off of them. Bench points, Nebraska, uh, Nebraska was at a 24-15 edge. Points in the paint, Rutgers was plus 10. Fast break points, 8-7 to Nebraska. 16 assists for Rutgers on 30 field goals. Um, but overall, it was just – it was a culture win. It, 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 was, a, um, it was a clear indication – that this team is bought in and that they, I really think what the staff has been preaching, what the direction has been, what the game plan has been, that's what you saw more of tonight. I don't think tonight became this new game plan. I think Rutgers just learned how to execute the game plan better tonight. I think things are starting to click, you know, in addition to obviously the loss of Spencer and Paul uh, in the off season, your additions, you know, like they had a lot of good, Mag was hurt all summer. Austin Williams was, you know, got here very late, like a day before they went overseas. He didn't play. Um, you know, Noah Fernandes was coming off a season-ending injury. Uh, you know, Derek is learning to accept a new role. You have freshmen playing bigger roles than expected. Wolf, you know, I thought Wolf did glue guy things tonight uh, in terms of setting screens, diving for loose balls. The one thing that stood out in this game also is that every loose ball, not, not every loose ball, but Rutgers scored offense off of hustle plays, off of 50-50 plays uh, in a way that won the game. That's what they have to do. That's what they haven't been doing. They had an extra pep in their step tonight, and they were connected. They were connected as a team. The chemistry on the floor was much better than it's been. I mentioned the other day I thought they had good chemistry. I meant that as a team in the locker room. I thought it showed up today on the floor. Like I said, I think a key difference in this team tonight was they weren't trying to win it individually. They tried to win it together as a team, and they did. And it's a really key step for this team. I, I know people are upset. I, I know people are frustrated. I'm not saying this, this team is going to you know, go on some unprecedented run here. But every game matters, and this game was very important. And if anything, if this team can give this type of effort – and, and, and being games like this and win games like this, it, it's, it's 
you know, someone I, I saw some comments like it's been a disaster season. Rutgers doesn't have a bad loss. They don't have a bad loss this season. They they don't have a lot of great wins, but they don't have a bad loss. They don't have a loss out of quad one. Now, this was a quad two win tonight. They're one and seven in quad one games. They're one and oh in quad two. They're two and oh in quad three, I believe, and then a bunch of quad fours, but they don't have a bad loss. To call this season a disaster is a joke. I'm sorry. It's not a disaster. It's it's not as good as we've wanted it to be, but they just won their 10th game of the season. There, there is, listen, there is a path to double-digit wins in the Big Ten. There is a path. With a win tonight, there's a path. It's not over yet, and this team is still evolving. And I think what you saw from Derek Simpson tonight, the unselfishness that this team played with, guys finding their roles. I think guys have been desperately find, trying to find roles. Um you know, we if Cliff can just be Cliff inside the way he was down the stretch of that game, if Mag can become a playmaker on offense and defense, that's a huge step forward. Uh, Austin Williams provides physicality, defense, offensive rebounding, um, and, and attacks the basket. You know, he he had a couple of drives where he drew contact. He's really good at drawing contact, did not get the calls, um, but he got he has to continue to do that. You know, and and he's he attacks the rim uh, under control and uses his body really well. Uh, high is high. He's been very steady. He can hit some threes. He can take the big shot. Um, but the evolution of Derek Simpson tonight, again, he was just three or 13 from the floor. I get it. 14 points, but he, his decision-making was elite down the stretch and he had a presence about him that this team is desperately needed. Um, and I thought, you know, they were doing the more, the, the high, high ball screen more tonight. I think that that's a comfort comfort zone for him. Uh, and you know, if Wolf can provide minutes off the bench, like he did tonight, uh, Gavin and Noah providing some offense. Uh, th- there is there is a path to being a good team here. And it showed up tonight, and it was a huge win. And it was great to see. It was a satisfying win. Uh, this game definitely took a few hours off my lifespan, as I tweeted. Uh, it was just, it was crazy. It was, it was one of the more wild games I can remember. And, uh, you know, it, it all blends together in my memory sometimes, too. But, uh, you know, every game... Every game is just, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm sure so many of you feel the same way. I mean, when you're a longtime Rutgers fan, I mean, and you love this sport and you love this program, I mean, it's every, every call, every possession, it's, it's, it's gutting, you know, and, uh, this team could have packed it in multiple times in this game. Uh, and it looked like even though they played relatively well, they, they were going to lose by double digits and they willed themselves back to victory. They did it on the defensive end. They did it on the glass. They made big shots when they had to uh, because they played team offense. They, they played they, they played smart. They played together. And uh, the season is not over yet, folks. It is not over yet. It is January 17th, the calendar tells me. And Rutgers uh, had a huge overtime win against a good Nebraska team. And, uh, you know, tall task coming up on Sunday in Illinois for the rematch. Uh, certainly... Uh, going to be probably double digit dogs in that game. And then you have a week off and then Purdue. Um, but you know, there's a lot to, to move forward from this game and, uh, appreciate everyone listening and watching once again here at the Scarlet Faithful podcast.